This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Jewish Life in the South African Country Communities, Volume 6, is the latest of a series being written and produced by the South African Friends of Beta Tafasot. This is the the largest and most ambitious in the series thus far. Since in, in addition to small towns like Nigel, it covers the history of much larger Jewish communities in places like Benoni, Germiston and Brackpan. Many of you in the community, like myself, might be able to find references to your own family. I'm very happy to have Ilona Steinfeld, Research Coordinator from South African Friends of Beta Resort, join me and tell me about this groundbreaking project. Ilona, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Good to talk to you. I'm pleased to join you and good to talk to you, Cherise. This is an amazing book that you have put together and I've really enjoyed going through it. Um, personally delighted to find my own late father mentioned in the book as he came from Nigel. Um, Ilona, tell me what goes into putting a book like this together. Oh, there's a tremendous amount of research we cover. Um, we go through many, many different sources. Our main source begins with the Board of Deputies archives. They've got the uh, records of the community, of the congregation, of the rabbis who traveled to the towns and then wrote uh, reports to the Board of Deputies. The Board of Deputies used to have a special country communities committee and they would send emissaries all over to every town and village in South Africa to see that the Jews who were living there were well looked after. That, so that's our first point of reference. Then we've got um, Lana, our librarian, who used to work at the Africana Library, and she's a wonderful researcher. She has gathered material for us to go through, and it comes from varied sources. Um, we also interview people. We uh, start uh, each time first going through the archival sources. We look at trade directories from the early 1900s going up to about 1966 and see if we can find information about Jews in each town and if they, what their professions or their trades were. And that is how we start the actual research. So it involves a tremendous amount of uh, research and investigation before we actually start putting the relevant data on our giant database. We've started, volume one was uh, Northern Transvaal and Purpo, and then um, and North, any all the towns and villages north of Pretoria were covered in volume one. Volume two covered the Western Cape, all the towns and villages, excluding Cape Town, of course because we're not uh, covering the major cities at all. They've been uh, written about in Encyclopedia Judaica and other places. Um, then our third book was Eastern Cape, covering uh, all the towns, excluding Port Elizabeth and East London. A fourth book was KwaZulu-Natal, which was actually one of our smaller books. Was It seems as if the, the KwaZulu-Natal region didn't have so many Jewish people or didn't attract so many Jewish people for whatever reason. In our very large book, The Free State, had thousands of Jews stopping obviously on their way to Joburg, trekking from the Cape and settling there. 
and so we are now in volume six, which is Eastern East Rand, Southern High Felt, and as you mentioned, the largest concentration of Jews is in Gauteng, and that is why this book covers an enormous amount of families and institutions and congregations and events that happened in those communities. Well, the book is close to 600 pages, and the forward written by Jeff Sifrin is extremely beautiful, but he shows the complexity of the areas you're covering. You've got the East Rand, where the gold mining towns were, and you've got the Southern Helfer, a Southern Highfelt, where the farmers dominated. So you've got quite a different mix of people, um, Jews coming to these areas and picking up on different industries. What is fascinating is that wherever the Jews settled, they made a great impact. So if they settled in the farming communities, they became innovators, they um, helped with the production of the produce, that, and they taught other farmers. A lot of farmers were actually taught by Jewish farmers who brought innovative methods to their uh, areas. Um, and in the towns... A lot of Jews were early settlers and were founders of those towns. Um, some of them became mayors or members of the town council. So wherever the Jews settled, they made a wonderful and important impact on their communities. And it, it's a fascinating uh, region to, regions to have written about because it is so varied and there were so many interesting people who were born there or settled there. And it was great researching this particular book. I see your book is dedicated to Mr. Benoni, um, and I think his name was uh, Nestat. Mr. Nestat? Maureen Nestat was a founder, one of the early founders of the Benoni community. He settled there, I think, in the early 1900s, and he and his family played a very important role in Benoni. He, he was mayor many times. He was very civically minded and he really impacted not just the Jewish community, but played a very uplifting, important role in the whole region. I think industrially, economically. So that's the story we are telling you. Ilana, this is the penultimate book. What is your last book going to look at? What region are you going to look at? So we're focusing on the West Rand. So it's all the towns west of Johannesburg, Krugersdorp, Clarksdorp, Randfontein, Rustenburg, Hallesburg, Lichtenburg, the Diamond Field. So again, we'll see the impact the Jews will have played in those towns where they also settled at a very early time. You know, when the town started, there was already one or two Jewish families who came and settled and helped grow the towns. And I'm sure that this next volume will also cover a tremendous number of Jewish families and Jewish congregations. What's interesting, I actually went to discuss with David Sachs, the East Rand, we have documented over 9,000 families who have lived in those towns that we've written about. So if you multiply, say, each family, there were four, we're talking of a lot of people in that region alone. 
it, it really is incredible. And my husband and I sat going through the, the index of the books saying, oh, do you remember the Coens from Brackpan? Let's see if they listed here. And uh, there was great excitement between us trying to find names of families. And I'm sure in, in a research like that, people come to you afterwards and say, Ilona, what about my family? Oh, we've had people complain. You see, we base our, um, we document information that we find and information that is given to us that by people who answer questionnaires. But often people don't contact us. So unfortunately, we haven't written about them. And I think at the beginning of the book, we apologize for people, you know, if we've omitted people or we've made errors because, you know, we can't, uh, Although we try and be as accurate as possible, we can't always be 100% right, especially in information about families. So we we do try our best and we try and rectify information. If it's not in the book, our database, which is enormous, will document the correct information about each family. And to what extent are they kind of representative of what was happening across the country at that time? Well, I think they in the the, the SMOS was already in, in the uh, early 1900s, and in fact, even in the 1800s, some the Jews who arrived in Cape Town often came penniless with the shirts on their backs. They started off with a wagon and a horse and would find a few shoes and, you know, clothes or pots and pans, and they would travel around the villages and some would settle in the villages and they made a tremendous impact. Often they would stay in the town or the village and would then expand and were able to establish a business or a farm or a dairy and that is how they contributed to the place where they stayed. Especially in Hrafrenet, which is in Volume 3, we've got the uh, monument to the Smos you know, the, the Smurfs who traveled the country from town to town and helped eventually settle and establish villages and towns throughout South Africa. One of the things I will be doing now is the next time I travel uh, is taking a copy of the book with me because what will be nice is to go through the various areas like Benoni and look, look up the history of the area, look up, we, you know, what the industry was. The point is that there's so many facts about early South Africa, not only the Jewish community, and it's a wonderful guide to to our country. Well, a lot of people have written to say, I'm going to the Cape, I'm taking the book with me, I'm going to Hosul Natal, and I'm going to see Dundee, and I'm going to see because you know, and they use it as a travel guide, and have found places or of interest that are not mentioned anywhere else. So that is an, a lovely side benefit that we didn't expect when we started the project, that people would use it as a travel book. Quite a few people have told us that it's a wonderful travel book to take. And we try, when we do write, we try and record where the shul was situated, where the cemetery was situated, so people will know where to look if they want to, in a particular town, to find those places. I'm sure many people would like to buy a copy of the book. Ilona, how do they get hold of the book or you or to find out more information? Adrian Collenberg is sitting at home and he will be very happy to hear from people. She's the chairman of our organization. I'm happy to give her email address or they can even email to our office address because although we're not at the office, we're working by remote, 
Shirley and I have, and Adrian have computers that are linked to the office, so we are working. Adrian's uh, email address is jackkarpa, J-A-K-A-P-A, at global.co.za. Our office email is museum at biachad.co.za, and people will be able to write to us with pleasure. If anybody is looking for any details, they are welcome to contact me, and I will be happy to forward any of those details on. Ilona, do you have a favorite area of South Africa? Oh, I love every part. (laughs) I've traveled with my husband and my family to nearly every part of South Africa. I suppose I do love the Cape the most after Gauteng and the Eastern Transvaal. I don't know. I love KwaZulu-Natal as well, so I don't have a favorite area. Do you have a favorite area? I have a soft spot one for Mulanga, I must be honest. That's one of my yeah. favorite uh, holiday destinations, but that might be the Kruger Park and uh, the beautiful <laughs> scenery up there. Yeah, it is hard. It is. We're lucky we live in such an incredibly beautiful country, and it'll be amazing to be able to travel again. And um, just to congratulate you, Ilona, on an incredible book. The, the work is, you can see the research that's gone into it. The pictures are absolutely beautiful, and it's a wonderful resource and certainly something I'll be taking with me when I do next travel. I'd just like to thank all the people who've shared their photos, who've shared their information and their anecdotes, because that provides the meat and the flavor to the skeleton of the original research. So we appreciate all those who've contributed to our project. Thank you very much. Well done. Thank you so much. That was Ilona who was talking about the, the sixth edition of Jewish life in South African country communities.